the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Listen to the Tim DeMoss Show. Welcome aboard. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Forecast calling for rain the rest of the evening. Temperature actually rising slowly. About 40 for the high tonight. And then kind of staying there. Maybe go up a degree or two tomorrow. Eventually go down below freezing tomorrow night. But whatever precipitation we've had should melt. It's just that since it's not that much higher above freezing, it's not going to happen very quickly. Take it easy on the roads. Give yourself extra time going where you're going. We are excited this hour to have a couple of special guests in the sporting world. Uh, we're going to be joined by the chaplain for the Philadelphia 76ers. His name's Kevin Harvey. He'll be checking in with us later on. He's actually doing chapel for the team. They're home tonight against the Celtics at 8 o'clock. Uh, before that, though, we have from the Flyers uh, guest, Brian Smith, who's their manager of broadcast and media services. The Flyers lost last night 4-1 to Pittsburgh. It wasn't for... You know, not having opportunities, they actually had a franchise record 28 shots in the second period. They've never done that in their history before in any period. Uh, they'll be at Minnesota this evening. So we'll uh, be checking with Brian here in a second just to get a little update on how the team's doing and what's to come and uh, their new goalie, Carter Hart, who's been behind their success. We also, also in a distant land, far from all this weather, the Phillies uh, have pitchers and catchers with their first workout tomorrow in Clearwater, Florida. So that's a pretty cool uh, thing is not far off the baseball season, and they've made some nice moves. And I'm sure over the course of the season, we'll have a chance to bring some of the players and, and uh, folks in the organization on. And we also have some giveaways to do this hour, so have our number ready, 800-560-WFIL. We'll ask you to call in. We have Wawa and Duncan gift cards, courtesy of Brinder Chevrolet and Jenkintown, PA, to hand out. 800-560-WFIL. That's 800-560-9345. Not just yet, but have that number handy and ready to go. And uh, we'll ask you to call in in a little bit. Before we go any further, though, the uh, world-famous, if you will, Brian Smith of the Flyers. Hello, sir. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> How are you? Oh, doing all right. Yourself? Good. I thought on an icy day like today, this would be more than appropriate to talk with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, considering the <laughs> team you're connected with. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Smith, our guest, manager of broadcasting and media services with the Flyers. And you also, I'm trying to remember, it's between periods for home or away or both? Uh, away. Okay. Uh, some home, but mostly away. So you'll be busy tonight as yep. the Flyers are on yep. the road. First road game in, in a while. We just finished off a five-game homestand, which was the longest one of the season. And now uh, just a quick trip out to, to Minnesota and then uh, – few days off, finally, for this team. They've been going pretty hard for the last uh, week or so. so yeah. Uh, they'll get to rest up a little bit. Got a back-to-back -back this weekend with Detroit, uh, a home-and-home -home series. 
Right. And then uh, pretty much starting to get ready for uh, for next week in the, the big stadium series game. So that's right. A lot of neat stuff coming up. That's right. The franchise record for amount of shots last night. Uh, you know, they've been on a hot streak, eight one and one last ten games. Last night would have been nice to beat the Penguins, but it certainly wasn't for a lack of trying. Absolutely not. You know, it's uh, it's one of those situations where it's um, you know a, a game between two teams that are both playing for uh, a lot on the line. They both know it, and uh, you know both teams said going into that game that it needed to be a, a playoff type atmosphere, and I really think that's what you got. Um, you know, it was one of those uh, one of those nights where uh, Flyers ran into a hot goaltender, and throughout this streak that they had been on, uh, you know, their goaltending had had obviously stabilized, and that was the, the catalyst, the driving force behind a, a lot of the success they've had over the last couple of weeks. And that's not to say that, uh, that, that Carter Hart played poorly yesterday, um, quite the contrary, but, um, you know, Flyers ran into an extremely, extremely hot goaltender in Matt Murray last night and uh, really just didn't get... Uh, Hardly any luck at all over the course of that game, and those things are going to happen. So it's just a matter of uh, bouncing back tonight. And usually, when you have a game like that, the best thing that can happen is to get back out there right away and try to uh, you know, try to get that taste out of your mouth. So they'll get the chance to do that tonight against the Wild. Brian Smith, manager of broadcasting media services for the Flyers, as our guest for a few moments here. You know, just for context, the franchise has been around for many, many years. The only two times that they even came close to last night's barrage in the second period of 28 shots was 30 years ago or more, I think, right? And then back in the 70s, they had a couple of periods where they got 25 shots off in one period. So, I mean, that's just kind of crazy. You can't, you know, you never know what you're going to see when you watch the game, attend the games. Yeah, you know, I, I learned long ago to never say that I've seen it all. And uh, I think I stopped saying that the night I saw a puck break in half in the middle of the game. Really? Uh, so, yeah. So, um, Hopefully not on someone. No, no, just it was off the face-off, and somebody took a shot, and all of a sudden we had two pucks, and everybody was really confused. That's but, funny. Uh, but, but anyway, yeah, I mean, when you look at it, it's really kind of remarkable when you look at, uh, you know, 52 years of, of hockey. Uh, the Flyers have played uh, uh, over 4,000 games at this point in their history, and so over 12,000 periods, and they've never had more shots in their regular season period than, than the second last night. Um, you know, 20, 25 was the old record. Uh, you know, and that's that's again uh, just a kind of a testament to how well Matt Murray played last night. Would have been 29 shots and one goal if it hadn't been for a bit of a quick whistle there yes. on uh, that one power play. And and you know, I mean, it, it's stuff that happens. The, the referees are human, just like the players. Every now and then, they're going to make a mistake. Unfortunately, this was one that hurt the Flyers pretty bad because they get a goal there, and it kind of changes the course of the rest of the game. I think. That being said, they had other opportunities to to take advantage of things that came their way, and uh, that didn't work out either. So, yeah. uh, you know, if nothing else, this team is going to be pretty motivated, I think, uh, in about 10 days when they meet uh, the Penguins again outdoors across the street. And uh, you know, right. not only that, but, uh, you know, there, there's, a, there's a handful of guys on this team uh, that have played uh, out, outside before uh, with the Flyers. Uh, Claude Giroux has played in all three games leading up to this and has not gotten a win yet. So he definitely wants to win one of these games. Hopefully the Flyers can, uh, you know, again, uh, keep things going again tonight against Minnesota and eventually catch the Penguins or whoever's going to be in that last spot and make a run for it here in the end of the year.
Brian Smith, the manager of broadcasting and media services for the Flyers, also does between uh, periods reports for the away games like tonight when they're at the Wild and also some of the home games too. You think there's enough runway left? One, you know, they, they've had a nice charge here with Carter Hart and goal, and then the effort last night, obviously, even if they didn't get the win, is there eight eight one one the last ten games? You know, mathematically, of course, there's enough runway, and uh, you know we've seen this before with the team make a late season charge. So. Yeah, they don't have to look too far back for inspiration. It was the uh, Ottawa Senators in uh, fourteen fifteen that uh, called up a, a guy named Andrew Hammond and uh, went uh, something stupid like twenty eight four and something or other over the, the stretch run there and yeah. crawled back into the playoffs. So it has happened, and uh, everything that has gone into the NHL in the last uh, decade or so has been aimed at creating parity, and that's what they have done. So on. Any given night in this league, um, just about any team can beat any other team. The one thing the Flyers have to watch out for is that as you get down the stretch here in these, uh, you know, these later season games, they tend to be games within the division. You play a lot of your teams in the other conference earlier in the year, and then when you get down to it at the end of the season, you're playing a lot of teams in your division, and that's done on purpose to try to you know, create more interest and more stakes, uh, higher stakes in the late season games, but the the drawback is when you're in a situation like the Flyers and you're trying to crawl back into the race, a lot of those games mean that one team or the other is going to get two points uh, regardless of the evening. So there aren't aren't as many opportunities for the Flyers to get help from other teams because uh, if it's within the division, um, then, uh, then, then that's tough to do. That being said, this year is not as heavy on those late games as, uh, as as it has been in the past. Uh, you know, without looking at every schedule in the league, uh, you know, I can tell you the Flyers have uh, more games outside the division in the final six weeks of the season uh, than they have in in the past few years. Uh, once you, once we get uh, once we get past this, uh, the, you know, we've got obviously Minnesota tonight, uh, two games against Detroit, then Tampa, Montreal. The next five games starting tonight are all outside of the division. Uh, you get in the March, and they have some Western te- uh, Conference teams that aren't normally there. Uh, there's a trip to Chicago the last week of the season, Dallas and St. Louis. So that just means that there's other uh, Metro teams out there that have the same sort of schedule. Uh, right. But uh, at the same time, you go through March, and all the other games that are in the division, Devils, Islanders, Pittsburgh, uh, Washington, Carolina, um, a lot of those games left, and, and those all turn into the quintessential four-point game. So right, right. They will have an opportunity to get in there and, uh, and make some hay. And, and you know, again, uh, I forget who said it. Somebody said it last night and nailed it. And they said if they play the way they did last night, they're going to win a lot of hockey games. So it's yeah, really true. Keep that up, and, and, and eventually the bounces come your way. Yeah. Brian Smith, manager of broadcasting and media services for the Philadelphia Flyers, also does their broadcast between intermissions on the radio and games like tonight when they're at the Wild. We'll continue our chat with Brian just a little bit. Also, chaplain for the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, Kevin Harvey going to join us. He also does work with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in South Jersey and has some giveaways to do. You're listening to the Tim and DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL and WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL. If you've ever attended a Flyers game for years, that's how they got the evening underway. 
It's actually a Christian band, hard rock band, Skillet. The song's called Rebirthing. We're chatting with Brian Smith, the manager of broadcasting and media services for the Flyers. And uh, before the break, we were just talking about their new goalie, Carter Hart, and, and how the team has been doing well, especially in the last 10, 12 games. Would you say, Brian, that just even having their new goalie, you know, Carter Hart, playing well, just that improvement alone in the one spot, well, one position, can have a really big ripple effect across the team? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it, it all starts back at your net. Um, you know, and that's been, that's been the, the mantra for years is to build from the goaltending position out. That's the way a lot of GMs look at it. That's the way Ron Hextall looked at it when he started. And it, it is true just from the standpoint of, uh, you know, if you're a hockey player, uh, you're out there, you know, fighting your way through a game, and then all of a sudden uh, a, a bad goal gets in, it's deflating. It's just uh, it's just human nature, and and if it happens enough, you know your confidence starts getting shaken a little bit as a group. Your defensemen start uh, trying to force things a little bit. They start worrying about what happens if they're going to make a mistake. Is it going to end up in the back of your net? And uh, you know when you worry about that sort of thing and don't play your game, you're more prone to that. And that's really kind of been the the story of the Flyers' season because. From the start of the year until Carter Hart came up on December the 18th, they had the worst save percentage uh, in the league as a team. Now, obviously, the injury situation didn't help that. Uh, right. As we are all well aware, the Flyers have used seven goaltenders this year, and that's uh, most uh, ties a record in the NHL for uh, most goalies used in a season. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, when you look at the group, uh, you know there was a point in early December when um, when, when Brian Elliott had a Nine one seven save percentage, I think, uh, somewhere in the ninety ones. The rest of the Flyers goaltenders combined had a save percentage of just over eighty three, and that's not going to get it done. No, um, you know that's gonna <laughs> that's, that's gonna that's gonna pretty much uh, sabotage any efforts that you're able to put forth, uh, either defensively or offensively as a team. And so having Carter Hart come in and just be average, uh, and obviously, honestly, he's been above average. It's been a while since I looked, but. Um, you know, at some point in this winning streak, there was a time where his save percentage was about a 9.27, and if he had played enough minutes to qualify for the league's leaders in that category, he'd be fourth. Hmm. So he, wow. you know, just just him coming in and playing average is, is a huge improvement over what the Flyers went through over the course of the season. And uh, you know, again, uh, that that's not to fault any of the goalies that kind of came and went, like Cal Pickard came in and I think was already playing behind a defense that was a little bit shaken, and that doesn't help. He's gone to Arizona in the meantime and has been playing very well there yeah. uh, for, for the Coyotes. So, so it really does set as the foundation of things. And uh, you know, just to see the way Hart has approached these games uh, off the ice and then he gets on the ice and he's just so fundamentally sound. Uh, he is um, you know, rarely out of position. I think last night... Uh, when Sidney Crosby scored on that goal, scored that goal that uh, everybody on the ice thought the puck was to the right of the net, except for Sid, and it was on the left. That's the first time I think I've seen Carter Hart caught out of position, and it wasn't even of his own doing. He just thought the puck was to his right, and it wasn't. So, uh, yeah. you know, we we have not seen that from him yet. And is he going to have his lumps? Absolutely. What tends to happen in this league is a guy comes in really hot at first, and then teams figure out a weakness or something like that. They figure out a place they can score on him, and then they guy starts getting roasted for a short period of time and then uh, if he can fix that weakness 
once he's aware of it, he's usually off and running. And that's been the thing with Carter Hart is he doesn't he hasn't shown many of these weaknesses yet. So uh, that's right. kind of part of the reason he's been so solid. So yeah, Brian Smith, manager of the broadcasting and media services for the Flyers, also does the uh, reports between the uh, intermissions uh, for the games on the network. And uh, just uh, you know, sometimes you do get a chance to chat with these players. Uh, Carter Hart's demeanor. Have you got a chance to see? You know, he's he's new, obviously. Does he just kind of keep it to himself and doing his job, head down, or? Or, you know, some are, are more outspoken than others. What have you noticed uh, personality-wise or how he goes about his business? I mean, he is, he's just like your, your everyday guy that you would run into on the street. It's really, it's really neat. He is a uh, very approachable individual, very down-to-earth. Um, I'm, I'm guessing you may have heard the story on why he has his number. He was wearing 70 in Everett. He came here. He was given 79. When he got back to Everett, which is a junior team, uh, there was a – uh, a little boy with autism there, and uh, another boy that I think might, they might be brothers. I'm not sure, but uh, big fans of Carter's had been following him this whole time in Everett, and the the one boy had a '79 Hart jersey. And when he saw that, he said, "Well, you know what? I better keep this number." So uh, wow. that's the main yeah. impetus behind him keeping '79 as opposed to switching to, to '70 or something else. Just little things like that um, are, are what he's all about. Very neat to see. In a market like this, where where obviously goaltenders over the years have been chewed up and spit out, I think he's going to be able to thrive in this environment because he just doesn't let a whole lot get to him. Um, you know, at some point in the last year or so, he just deleted his Twitter account. He said it's too much of a distraction. Hmm. Uh, he's been working with a sports psychologist his entire junior career. So going back to when you're when you're 16, 17 years old, and you have the foresight that hey, I need to get a hold of a sports psychologist you know yeah, I mean, right. most of us are just trying to get through high school at that point so um you know <laughs> right. and 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 to be honest he has been in situations already in his career that are much more of a pressure cooker than playing here because when you're the goaltender for the canadian world junior team and uh you know that that being what it is in canada i mean it's um it's it's absolutely nuts so up there with that world junior team every year so yeah um you know he has been there and has been through uh some high pressure situations, some trials. He was he made that team one year and uh, got beat out for the starting position, and then came in and uh, took over the starting position in the same tournament and ended up uh, doing very well in, in relief, so to speak. Um, you know, so he has been through a lot of high pressure situations already, and it's uh, just prepared him very well to come here and deal with this. Wrapping up our chat with uh, Brian Smith, the manager for broadcasting and media services for the Flyers. He also does in-game reports, especially for the away games, like tonight with the Flyers are at Minnesota. He'll be doing reports between periods on the radio. Uh, one of the things coming up on the horizon a little further out is this big technology, one-of-a-kind kind of a thing, coming to the Wells Fargo Center for next season. Talk about that a little bit, the scoreboard and all that. If you've been here this year and you've been on the mezzanine level, you've seen a pretty good glimpse of what's to come. Uh, the main concourse is next for this building, and uh, also the scoreboard. Uh, the um, new board is going to be retractable, sort of. You know, you're you're going to have uh, multiple options with it uh, in terms of its overall size. Getting into kind of inside industry talk, if you ever come to a concert at the Wells Fargo Center, more, most times you're going to see our scoreboard nested up in the ceiling. That space there is, um, you know, that was designed for, the first scoreboard, and then the one we got, we worked within the one we have now. We worked within those constraints. Now the uh, the new board will still be able to fit in that spot when it's put away, but when it's in use, it can be uh, widened significantly. 
So that'll be pretty neat. And, you know, obviously over the last few years, uh, you know, in the television world, the display world, you know, the curved displays have taken root as kind of the superior technology, and that's what we're going to have with the scoreboard. So we're really looking forward to it, uh, all the possibilities that we have to, to do some neat things on it. Our current scoreboard is uh, is not that old, and I'm starting to feel old that we're already on our third scoreboard in this building. But uh, <laughs> yeah. that's technology for you. It's just blazing along. So I think uh, folks are really going to enjoy it, and uh, we're looking forward to getting going on that in the off season here. Yeah. But hopefully we'll have a hopefully we'll have a shorter off season to deal with it than, than normal. Yes, that would be nice, would it not? Well there's still time here, <laughs> one game at a time and it's been encouraging to see how the team's been playing these last uh, few weeks and more to come. They you know they have enough it looks like they have enough time to make a move here. I've obviously got to take care of as they say one game at a time starts tonight against Minnesota. So uh thank you for your time Brian. Great to talk to you. I know you got probably prep to do get ready for tonight's game and everything like that but uh we always appreciate having a chance to, to pick your brain and, and get a little more insight into what's going on with the Flyers. Sure thing, Tim. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day. Catch up with you again. All righty. Sounds good. Brian Smith, manager of broadcasting and media services for the Philadelphia Flyers. They're doing well lately. Still need to make hay and see if they can sneak into the playoffs in the next six weeks or so. Thinking, this is lovely music. It's skating. Called skating from the Vince Guaraldi Christmas CD. Inappropriate with the weather. I'm also thinking since there's a big game tonight and the Flyers are hoping to get pumped up for Flyers fans who are listening, maybe, Joe, we can shift over to that Flyers theme song. It's uh, by the Boyles. Here we go. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 429 AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. We're shifting gears on the Flyers who play tonight. Brian Smith, the manager of broadcasting and media services, was our guest the first part of our program. And coming up in a moment, Kevin Harvey, the chaplain for the Philadelphia 76ers, their home against the Celtics this evening. I'm not sure what I just said. The Flyers are at Minnesota. They're away, and the Sixers are home tonight. <laughs> I have a lot of papers. I'm shifting around here. Before any of that, forecast calling for a cloudy, rainy evening. Temperature actually rising a bit to 40 or so, and then staying around that for a while tomorrow with some sun and clouds drop into the freezing mark tomorrow night or below so keep an eye out for that we should see a lot of this stuff wash away though between now and tomorrow night flyers lost 4-1 to pittsburgh last night it wasn't for lack of trying though they had a franchise record 28 shots in the second period that's the most they've ever had in a period over the 53 years or so they've been in existence 
lot of shots, just couldn't get them in. Uh, I'll just got one in all night. But they'll try again at Minnesota. Sixers home against Boston. Phillies, pitchers and catchers have their first workout tomorrow in Clearwater. Far, far away from all the rain and snow and sleet and ice. Do take yourself, uh, you know, give yourself time going where you're going this afternoon. We have some uh, gift cards to hand out, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Jenkintown, Wawa and Duncan. We do that most days. Have our toll-free number handy at 800-560-WFIL. We'll get that in before the program's done, 800-560-9345. Uh, before we take another step, though, we want to bring in that gentleman I mentioned, the chaplain of the 76ers and the South Jersey Area Director of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It's Kevin Harvey. Hello, sir. Hey, Tim. How you doing, bud? Wonderful. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. It's good to hear your voice again. We had you on a few months back, and I guess as the Sixers season was getting started, you serve as their chaplain and also the South Jersey Area Director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So, I thought we could chat about those couple of things today, and uh, it's, it's an exciting team. As much as your your job with the team, you know, to be in terms of being a chaplain to the team, as a fan, you got to be excited to see how things are going. Right? It's a pretty cool time. Oh man, you know, it's funny. I I remember last summer having a, a couple of conversations with folks. You know, you're sort of a fan, but you know, in in my role, you're really there as a mentor and a and a voice for the Lord. But I remember telling some people, I said, man, if there's one guy that we could get this year contractually he was in his last year he's a really good player he's a strong believer and it would be tobias harris hmm. and so i remember telling people that i mentioned it again in the fall not knowing that our gm elton brand would pull that string but i'm very yeah it's, it's exciting to see how the team is is kind of formulating and you know we're right we're right there now it's one of the best teams in the nba so it's really cool yeah before we get into that a little bit more though uh, as far as you you know welcome with the lord to be the chaplain thankfully you know the lord so you know how to help shepherd the guys and all that and, and some of the staff too that i'm sure you interact with but just tell a little bit about where you came to know the lord and, and your path to to knowing him sure uh 82 i was a college freshman and was playing basketball at LaSalle university in the city and it was at the, you know, I had, a, I had an ankle injury and things didn't go uh, to plan on the court, but I was really searching. And it was at the end of that second semester, just after basketball season, literally I just cried out to God and said, God, if you are real, do something. I'm empty. You know, even though I was raised in church, I'd probably at that point would put myself in the agnostic category, but just cried out to God and praise God. He, he responds to open hearts. And um, I, I received the Lord, and it was just in my bedroom, and really began to crack open a Bible that next week, next two weeks, and, and actually couldn't put it down. I was reading the Bible about five, ten hours a day, and just really understood Jesus' mission, his great love for us. He was the sacrificial lamb personally for me, and understood that, you know, I had a born-again experience. You know, that was the, the, the turning point in my life, so I'm very grateful um, you know, I had a basketball background, did a lot of prison ministry with a, with a ministry called the Saints Prison Ministry, traveling around the East Coast, playing basketball, sharing our testimony in prisons. Uh, 97, I uh, was asked to serve as a missionary with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and kind of launch it here in the Philadelphia area. So I served in the southern New Jersey, right over the bridge, served in southern New Jersey uh, as the FCA director for 22 years. And I guess it was right after the championship year, 0102. I was asked by uh, the former chaplain to consider serving as the team chaplain with the Sixers. And after about a week, my wife and I prayed about it and felt like this, this was a door that Lord was opening. So I've been, you know, serving with the team ever since. Hmm. Kevin Harvey's our guest. He's the chaplain for the Sixers, also the South Jersey area director 
Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, just uh, jumping back, I had a conversation recently with a good friend of mine who says he grew up kind of in a church background, but he would currently describe himself as a practicing agnostic when you use that word agnostic in terms of, you know, is there a God or not and, and whatever. Was there anything in terms of, because Jesus talks about in the Bible, there are different reasons people don't come to him, whether it's worry or too many things. The word comes, but worry chokes it out or it fall, you know, falls in different types of soil. But for whatever reason, it gets pushed aside. If you look prior to those years before you, you cried out to God, was there any main way you kind of describe it, like too busy for him, didn't really feel the need, and then and you did, or was there something else that you would characterize it as? Man, great, great question. You know, thinking back, I, I just think, you know, I was a very competitive kid. I was very driven. Um, I wanted to be a great basketball player. Um, you know, I'm not sure if that was just motivated by, you know, you just want people to notice you or, or what. And I love, you know, love sports, love the game, but I realized, you know, that, you know, basketball really was an idol, too. It was, it was the most important thing in my life. And, you know, when I had an injury, even though I got to play a little bit at LaSalle that freshman year, um, I had an ankle injury, and that just sort of, you know, took the wind out of the sails, and I really just began searching. Uh, you know, it's funny because I remember that second semester taking courses um, uh, up at LaSalle uh, in philosophy and religion, so I could kind of tell I was searching. You know, my heart was like, okay, what's life all about? And, you know, is God real? You know, does he have any purpose uh, or any say in what goes on down here? So, you know, by the grace of God, you know, he did. He, he um, you know, drew me to himself. I, I cried out, asked, you know, repented of my sins and said, you know, Lord, if you're real, do something in my life and change me. And I kind of had one of those, you know, Tim, I call it an Apostle Paul conversion experience. It was really one of those dramatic life-changing, you know, within 24 hours, everybody saw a notable, noticeable difference in my life, and I saw it, and it was really, you know, very grateful God got a hold of me that way. Bright headlights um, on the school cool or something, or no, quite? <laughs> no, 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 not quite, but it did seem like sort of heaven opened up, and God was, you know, picking me out, and I'm very glad he set me apart to put me on his team, that's for sure. Amen, amen. Kevin Harvey, our guest, he's the chaplain for the Sixers, also serves as South Jersey Area Director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and uh, you mentioned you know, the talent level that, that uh, as far as playing ball goes, and uh, you, you work with players in terms of chapel. Uh, what's it like to minister to? It's, it's obviously a select group of folks, uh, you know, they, but at the same time, uh, just like anybody else, right? we're all looking for meaning, and, and where does it come from, and, and that searching thing. Do you, do you find that to be the case, yeah. There's no, there's no no doubt about that. The um, everybody's just a human being. These just happen to be you know extraordinarily talented at the game of basketball. It's interesting because a lot of the young men in the NBA seemingly come you know oftentimes from either single mom backgrounds or not a lot of them have these great picture perfect upbringings. It's it, in fact probably in contrast it's, it's the opposite. There's a lot of searching. Um, I found that, though, for a lot of these young men, going from very humble beginnings to you can't get any bigger spotlight than they're, they're thrust into, that can kind of sometimes be a barrier for them to open up to the things of God, and, you know, everybody's trying to pull at them, and I've had many players talk to me about they're not sure who they can trust and those kind of issues, so, yeah. but they're just like anybody else, they're just, they're in the spotlight a lot more, so trying to navigate 
and talk to them about spiritual things and get below the surface of their heart issues. That, for a chaplain, is the challenge. And I do a pregame chapel service an hour before every game. That's how it works in the NBA. So every every city has a chaplain. So so Sunday, uh, our last game against the Lakers, so we would have players and coaches from both teams together mm-hmm. for 15 minutes, and I, I did a message in Second Timothy, and that's kind of how it works. So, you know, tonight, same thing. We have an 8 o'clock game, 7 o'clock chapel, and it's voluntary. If guys can't come to chapel for any reason, then, you know, I'm trying to get with them one-on-one. Hey, can I take you out to practice or take you out to lunch after practice and just try to spend time with them and, and hear their heart and hopefully develop trust. And one of my bottom lines is just to encourage them to bring Christ into their life. I mean, that's the, that's the goal. You want, to, you want to see them understand that God has given them this platform in life because he wants to be glorified in them. So it's challenging, but it's, I'm very privileged and grateful to be in this spot. Uh, Kevin Harvey is our guest. He's the chaplain for the Philadelphia 76ers, also the South Jersey Area Director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. We have a brief break to take. We'll continue our chat with Kevin. Also, we have some uh, prizes to hand out, so have our toll-free number ready. We'll need it in a little bit, 800-560-WFIL. Not just yet, but have it ready, 800 560 9345. Back in just a moment, WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 443 AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. We appreciate it. Feel free to tell a friend if you're enjoying the program. You can always get the podcast, the programs, WFIL.com. Download those. We usually have them up within an hour of the show, uh, concluding. Kevin Harvey, our guest, the uh, chaplain for the 76ers. And, uh, you know, you kind of touched on it there a little bit. Uh, and, and sometimes when I have guests on like yourself, I try to think of questions that might be applicable in other ways to other people. So there's only one chaplain for the Sixers but and chaplains for each team. But then we all have these opportunities perhaps where – we have the, the confidence of somebody else in terms of trust and privacy, whatever that might be. It could be a pastor of a church who knows certain things, about, or it, it could just be a friendship that you have with a neighbor and being careful to honor what they've said to you and all that. Uh, how, anything you've had to learn over these years about just, you know, how do you make sure uh, – even somebody putting the thing up on – I think about Facebook a lot. When people put stuff up on Facebook, sometimes it's it's like, well, my kids are in that picture. Did you ask me to put that up before you kind of showed that – I was at that part. Like, I've had people who get upset if you got to be careful. Think of the other person and, and what, yeah. how it might be perceived. Any Anything to, to share about just the wisdom of, of being, you know, how you go about even being careful? You know, my, my, my first thought is, goes back to that one week when after I was asked to serve as chaplain um, to when I accepted the role. I, I, you know, I, I was in prayer a lot that week, and I just wasn't sure if this was what God had for me. Obviously, it's a, it's a pretty cool opportunity. It's a unique opportunity, but I just wanted to be in the Lord's will. I remember praying, and God just speaking to my heart. And one of the things that He spoke clearly to me in prayer that week was that I had to be a voice in their life that would not ever, uh, that they could trust you know, that would not ever go back on my word, that if they were going to share something in confidence with me, that it had to stay with me. 
And so, you know, you think about social media and just all the, you know, I just feel like it's an integrity issue, just even as a Christian, not because these are just high-profile people, because I would say the same thing if, you know, when I'm out in the streets ministering to homeless people or my neighbor or whoever, yeah. same deal. It's, it's a privilege when somebody shares their heart with you or you have a special moment where you're just praying over them, and um, trust just goes a long way, and integrity goes a long way. I think that's God's heart. So especially for these guys, because, you know, exactly, Tim, what you just said, people are just looking to take pictures of them and get themselves in a picture and all the, all the things that go on with, you know, today's culture. It's important that they have a safe place. And I think serving as a mentor and as a chaplain to players and coaches, it, it's a sacred space. And so I don't take it lightly. And for any believer, I just think the trust of a friend and, um, Things as believers that I think honor the Lord the most are those things where, you know, it's, there's an intimacy and there's a trust. And, there, you know, if somebody shares something with you, you're not going to tell anybody else. It's between, you know, God and them and you, and that's it. So that's something God really convicted me of before I said yes to the role, that I had to, that my heart had to be right and that I, you know, had to be. And for some people I know, you know, some players have told me over the years, they felt like I'm the only person they could trust. So when mm. somebody says says that to you, um, you know, it. I mean, it's just a prip. Like it's it's a sacred moment. It's something that um, you know you don't want to go back on that trust for that person. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 um, it's a unique role though. Yeah, it's a very unique role. Proverbs eleven thirteen says, "Gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret." And uh, not yeah. that everything is secret, but just in general, again, uh, you know, I think of when the, the famous First uh, Corinthians 13 and love is patient, love is kind. It also says love always protects as part of that long yeah. list. Amen. Yeah. You know? Amen. So, yeah, I mean, I wish I could say I was 100 percent all the time, you know, had lived that way. But I, I know specifically in this role, that's something the Lord really hammered home to me. And I, I think because I felt like he spoke that word to my heart that, you know, the last 18 years, just in general life, I've been much more cognizant of that and much better at that. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it, but it's, you know, it's something I think we all have to take to heart. Absolutely. Whatever walk of life we're in, uh, Kevin Harvey yeah. who's, who serves as, you know, first and foremost child of God. And, uh, and but in terms of everyday chaplain for the Sixers and South Jersey area director for the fellowship of Christian athletes. And I'm sure you want to take that same approach as you're working in, with, the, with the FCA. Tell folks, if they're not familiar with the FCA, what it's about. So Fellowship of Christian Athletes is a sports ministry. It's actually, by God's grace, it's the largest sports ministry in the world. It's also the largest campus ministry in the country. So a lot of people uh, don't, uh, don't know that, you know, uh, a kid in a middle school, a high school, a uh, coach or an athlete at a college can start a Fellowship of Christian Athletes huddle. We call it a huddle. It's like a weekly Bible study uh, we start them on teams. We just start them as campus huddles. You know, I've been fortunate enough for 22 years to serve as a missionary with FCA here in southern New Jersey, and just um, we start campus huddles. We have 80, uh, 65 in South Jersey in middle school, high schools, uh, Rowan University, and we minister in the school, and we do outreaches, you know, in the school. We'll do a sports night, a gym night, a dodgeball night, and uh, by God's grace, I've probably seen 15,000 people come to Christ the last 22 years. So it's been an amazing journey. And we, you know, we pray for coaches and volunteers and donors, and um, we're a faith-funded mission. You know, we're growing in South Jersey. Our staff's growing. 
Uh, we started a middle school and two high school huddles last week. So we are growing. And I know on the Philadelphia side, too, as well, I mean, it's exploding uh, on the PA side, too. So, it, you know, God's really moving. We say it, we minister to and through the coach. So we, we do a lot with coaches. Uh, we had a coach's breakfast with about 80 coaches last weekend. Almost every Saturday now in South Jersey, uh, there's a coach's huddle somewhere to Chick-fil-A. So we, we love Chick-fil-A, and we have a, we usually have a coach's huddle somewhere in South Jersey at 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning where coaches, you know, we open up God's Word together. And uh, we actually had a coach come to Christ at a coach's huddle a couple weeks back. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's an exciting ministry. The coaches and athletes is our target group, but, you know, we, we seem to influence a lot more than that as well. And if folks are, are, are listening in and they're thinking that, you know, it sounds like it might be of interest to them, is there an initial starting point if they want to start one? It, it's primarily for schools, like an educational system, so to speak, like a Yeah, yeah. A I mean, yeah, we, we have a lot, you know, we have teams in community leagues and, and youth leagues and all that stuff. People mostly know us as a campus ministry so we do, you know, there's a seventh grade middle school student and they want to bring FCA to their school. They contact a local FCA staffer. They just need to go to the principal. We resource them. We train them. You know, we try to get the local church involved in that area. And we launch a new church right in the middle of public school. So that's what we do. Wow. So middle schools, high schools, colleges, and, and obviously beyond. You know, I would say uh, FCA has a big part in, um, obviously, in Philadelphia 76er basketball as well. So. Yeah, so we go, you know, young kids to professional, really. That's great. Kevin Harvey, uh, the uh, South Jersey Area Director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, also chaplain for the Sixers. And just wanted to, two quick things. In terms of uh, the, the site, is there? I'm sure there are different uh, FCA, you know, touch points, but is there a, a best way for people to look into it further? Sure. Well, in southern New Jersey, it's just southjerseyfca.org. But the, our national is just fca.org, and they can find a local staff person you know, through that, put in their zip code, and they'll, they'll find a staff person. Okay, that sounds good, because technically, you know, our station, obviously, we're streaming online, so anyone could, we actually had a winner yesterday of a Wawa gift card from West Palm Beach, so... Um... Oh, like, I like it. <laughs> hey, how can I get in that drawing? Yeah. A Wawa gift card. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw you in the mix right now. That's, uh, yeah, well, we're doing it every day, which is kind of cool, pretty much, um, which is a nice, fun little way of connecting with the audience. Uh, Kevin Harvey being our guest, I always want to ask, uh, especially someone in your position, how people could pray for you. They've been listening to our chat. They probably can jot some things down. But if you had to sum it up for people, how could they pray for you? Man, um, you know what, that, that just hearts would be open, that I would be sensitive to the Lord's leading. And, you know, every person that God's ever created has different needs and they're different places. So, you know, one player might be ready and receptive, and another player that's just not where they're at. So, you're, you know, it's just being sensitive to the Lord. That, and that would just be for the team and myself personally. I want to see, want to see God glorified. We have a few, you know, coaches that are walking with the Lord. Now we have, you know, some players. And I think it like last year in the, in the football team, the Eagles team, that definitely had a lot of strong believers that seemed to spearhead um, the locker room, and so that's what we're praying for the basketball team as well. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm one of the voices, but we're praying the players really, um, you know, take their faith seriously and, and are drawn near to the Lord, and that's that's what we're trying to do. And I, I would say this, Tim, just if I could mention this. Yeah. Another way, people, I mean, we're a faith-funded ministry, so in southern New Jersey we actually have our, our victory dinner 
um, on April 12th at the Crown Plaza in Cherry Hill. Okay. So if people actually wanted to ever, you know, make a, a fin- you know, if they wanted to make a financial commitment or actually partner with us um, on a monthly basis, they're welcome to go to SouthJerseyFCA.org right there. They can uh, find out about the dinner. Ga- Gary Cobb will be our main speaker this year. He's great. He's um, been on the show a lot of times here. He, he's, yep. he's so funny, but he's so spot on with his... Uh... You know, his belief in God and articulating all that. that you got a yeah, good guest yeah. there. Yep. Gary's been serving on our board for a long time and is just a good friend and just a, a great partner in the gospel. So so that's April 12th. At, uh, and they can go to SouthJerseyFCA.org to okay. find out about that. That's great. Kevin, always great to talk to you. Thanks for taking time. And God bless you. We'll pray for you for your uh, for chapel tonight and in the days to come with the team. Brother, thanks so much, man. Appreciate you, too. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day. All right, God bless. Bye-bye. It's Kevin Harvey, chaplain for the Philadelphia 76ers and also South Jersey Area Director of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Our guest today on the full program. We have one more break to take, but as we do, go ahead and give a quick call, 800-560-WFIL. We have these little gift cards, courtesy of Brian and Chevrolet in Jenkintown, enough to cover the cost of a few coffees for you or some donuts or whatever it might be you like, a little snack for yourself. We like to give these out. Just a way of connecting with the audience. So give a call now, 800-560-WFIL. If you want to win one, we'll take a random caller to do that. 800-560-9345 right now to win with AM560WFIL and WFIL.com. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM560WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. Down the home stretch of our fine broadcast. Thanks for listening in today. We had Brian Smith, who's the broadcast manager of uh, media for the Flyers, join us. And we also had Kevin Harvey, the Sixers chaplain and South Jersey area director of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Speaking of the Sixers, the hardest working producer in Philadelphia radio between four and five, Joe Harnett handed me some information. The Sixers have jumped in value to the 12th highest, most valuable franchise in the league. They were 28th three years ago. Of course, getting Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons in the fold has not hurt. And their latest trades for Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris as well. They originally were known as the Syracuse Nationals. Those 76ers were back in the 40s. One of the oldest franchises in the league. Thanks for listening in. Looking forward to doing this again tomorrow. I'm going to turn things over to Jim Maxson now. Acts 413 Ministries. Going to pray. Have a great night. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.